Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great show planned for you all. Uh, today's topic, did Sony get a pass with PlayStation 4? I'm going to talk about did people really buy the PlayStation 4 because of a business decision? Or was it to show Microsoft um, what things that they don't want? And, you know, is the PlayStation 4 kind of acceptable in the first place? Well, we'll be checking out those things in this episode. Uh, so I first want to start out with uh, our first topic of this discussion, Ms. Microsoft Mishap. So everybody knows what happened with Microsoft. They were talking about uh, the used games. They were talking about always being connected online, uh, being charged a license fee if you uh, try to buy like buy a used game and all these other factors and stuff. And it really pissed a lot of people off because people didn't get that messaging to after they announced the Xbox One. So, uh, one of the big things I just mentioned was actually the used games. That market is still big for a lot of gamers because if they're on a budget, you know, some people feel like used games will be, uh, they'll still be able to play some good games, but just at a cheaper price. Um, Some people feel like they don't want to pay the full $60 uh, when the game comes out or whatever price, uh, that physical retail, I should say. Uh, price is going to be at so they will you know where a lot of people they have a system where if they could trade in games uh and use that credit to buy more games they'll go that route regardless of the game is old or new and because of the xbox one um at that time, having having like an idea that okay, if you buy some used games for our systems, you still could pay it, but you got to pay a license fee, uh, depending on who the publish is publisher is. So the publisher they could have charged like maybe ten to twenty dollars or whatever they wanted to charge for them to have the license or ha- actually have the right to play the game on the system. So if you bought a game, let's say that's just that was brand new that got turned in uh you pay like 55 some dollars let's just go with that and activision for just an example they was charging ten dollars because they feel like the game is used how the game would know that it's been used that i they never explained about that one but uh let's say they charge ten dollars because it's a used copy and they found out find out that it's used, uh, and, and maybe th- there might have been a, a code that you probably had to put in to show that this game was actually brought, you know, fresh. And if the code that was showed that it was already used, uh, that would tell publishers. Let's just go with that theory. Uh, that you know it was a used copy, so they see that Mark Activision like, well, you got to pay ten dollars to play this game. You are actually paying about the same price of a new game with tats uh, and you know a lot of people were really mad about that we're gamers i should say a lot of people gamers were mad about that sony caught of this mishap and of course what they do at e3 to prove that you know playstation is the place that you guys as gamers really want to be what they did was they had a video showing how easy it was to exchange used games or, you know, play, you know, borrow games and stuff in the show. And so it showed one person handed their game over to another person and that was it. So it was a real quick dig at Microsoft about that. 
also they announced that the uh, price was cheaper because the Xbox One it was like five hundred dollars when it first came out. The, I believe the one with the uh, with the Connect was uh, was six hundred. So with it being like four hundred dollars for the PlayStation Four, they undercut Microsoft by a big margin. Um, and so, <clears throat> sorry about that. This got a lot of people hyped. And based on that height, they were just like, well, I'm moving all my uh, game time to PlayStation. So a lot of people did at that time. They they moved it over to PlayStation. Xbox did a little bit good numbers, but not as much as PlayStation did. Um, people kept buying it and kept buying it. Uh, and because of that mishap, you know, um, that was a one of the best decisions that uh for sony because microsoft made a bad decision to announce all these hidden things that people didn't know and uh if they would have said all that stuff at e3 that really would have damaged xbox one further um they did end up changing some of their policies but the damage at that time were all was already done another factor came out with 1080p versus 980 60 or 960 or 980p whatever the xbox one is and so that hd kind of um for some tech junkies and I guess graphic junkies, if you want to look at that, for that debate to happen, a lot of people feel like, well, if I'm going to get full 1080p off of PlayStation 4 and it's cheaper and I don't have to, you know, deal with any used games, I might as well do that. So, and a lot of people went that way. And for me personally, after I got my PlayStation uh, 4, um, I couldn't really. T- I I still can't tell no difference between the two games. I mean, I mean the two systems. It's like I I I own some games for both systems, and I look at them and I, and I and I'm just like, well, I really can't tell the difference before besides performance. Um, like if this game slows down at this point, uh, compared to it running on uh PlayStation Four. Or if, you know, pop-in is coming in both games and stuff like that. I really can't tell the difference just now. Uh, and sometimes, with you know, only one game off of both systems, maybe due to a sale or some used games, or that, you know, that game was used. I, I still enjoyed the experience, or, you know, I still like that game. Um, but I I kind of wasn't mad at this uh, with Microsoft mishaps, uh, because what eventually got me to get a PlayStation, I mean, not PlayStation, a Xbox One, was actually or in the blind force. I think PlayStation, for a lot of people, were just caught up in the hype that, you know, they were trying to prove a point to Microsoft about that. Uh, when I got my PlayStation 4, I really didn't even hook it up for a couple of like almost for about two weeks you know i was happy to be a uh, playstation 4 owner i really worked hard to get it i should say during the holiday getting one but i wasn't i really didn't give playstation a pass personally for me um i kind of felt like at that time when it came out that they really didn't have nothing to offer me uh compared to what microsoft had to offer so i actually went with went with the one first before i went with the playstation 4 now i knew i had for me definitely i had to own both systems because both systems are going to live delivering exclusive games from their first party lineup 
and for some third party with some exclusives before it could maybe come to a different system um I would be able to get that experience. Like I can't play Uncharted on Xbox One, and I can't play Gears of War on PS4. Um, but I think because of Microsoft's mishap of at the beginning, I feel like a lot of gamers, uh, you know, really seeing that as an opportunity to really dig at Microsoft. Now, if you uh, now if you look at it right now, I think Microsoft is on uh, the right track of getting back to. Uh, missed sales from the beginning definitely with xbox one s they've been catching up to playstation and soon we'll see how the xbox one uh ox do and maybe that will help the system still move a little bit further this holiday season um but at the time at the be at the beginning uh, it was just like i think gamers were so were just like on the board of getting the playstation 4 and you know it actually worked out for sony for this because later on down the line you realize that uh playstation 4 put sony in the black it actually was keeping maybe one of the most profitable uh side businesses of sony itself keeping the company afloat so it's kind of it's kind of good to see that you know because of microsoft mishap uh that they were able to um really uh come back for it and really show microsoft that hey we as gamers you know we don't want all this stuff um and so it, it was it was very interesting to see um how that all played out so when i come back i'm going to be talking about um the launch games and, and i hope you guys will enjoy that title that i have planned for that so with that everybody i will be right back And I am back. So, um, this next section, launch me in before you go, go. So I'm talking about the, let's look at the launch games that actually came out for the PS4 at that time when the sister came out. So at retail, you had 15 games. You had Angry Birds, Star Wars, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, FIFA 14, Injustice, God Among Us, Ultimate Edition, Just Dance 2014, Killzone Shadow Fall, Knack, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Meta NFL 25, NBA 2K14, 
NBA Live 14, Need for Speed Rivals, and Skylander Swap Force. So out of these 15 games, the only one that really kind of stood out amongst everybody was Killzone, Shadowfall, and uh, uh, for some people, they did buy Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Um, some people did buy Battlefield 4. A little people bought Call of Duty Ghost. Um, they was kind of really worried about that one. And Knack even did a little bit good. As for everything else, uh, Skylander Swap Force was selling so good on Wii and for Wii U that it really didn't even matter that system was on the console. NBA 2K14 did okay, but people were still playing it on 360 and playing it on PS3. Uh, NBA Live 14, a lot of people were just like, no, they just gave up. Not many people picked up the Lego Marvel superheroes. That was surprising. I think that series always do better on a Nintendo product. Uh, Madden NFL 25, um, I believe people were playing more of that on 360. Uh, but some people did pick it up for PS4, but just not many. Uh, Just Dance 2014 just made a killing on, on Nintendo's platform. And Justice God Among Us, maybe that did a little bit good. I know among, according to the fighting, uh, according to fighting fans, that was kind of the series for a lot of them. Uh, but like for me, I, I really didn't see a lot of people actually pick it up. But out of those, uh, definitely Killzone, Shadowfall was like kind of a must-have attached to the system sales. So that one was good. And that people were willing to give that game a try. Now, we also did get some games on PSN. Some of them were free and not many that you had to buy. Uh, so on PSN, you had Black Backlight Retribution, which was in beta. Contrast, uh, DC Universe Online, Dive Kick, Flower, Resogun, Sound Shapes, Super Mother Lord, try, oh, Super Mother Load, I'm sorry, Trying to Complete Story, and Warframe. And out of everything that was on this list, most people got Resogun. I believe it was free at the time when it came out, and people just decided to uh, download that game. Um, and this is the problem that happens with most launch consoles is that you get a great selection of games and still people are really choosy on what they're going to buy. And what happened with PlayStation 4, and, and this is just my opinion, I think after a month had passed, even with new games coming out, still a lot of, and I'm going to talk about this probably in, later on in the session, in the show, um, there were, of course, ports like at the Wazoo coming out. A lot of people was wondering what's really play on the system that they could dive in. Because most of the games that came out for PlayStation 4, you could still play on P uh, PS3 and you could play on uh, Xbox 360. And some of them you can actually play on the Wii U. Like Call of Duty Ghost was on Wii U. Assassin's Creed 4 was on Wii U. Angry Birds was on Wii U. Uh, Injustice, the first one, was on uh, Wii U. Uh, so Just Dance was on Wii U. Like Lego Marvel Super Heroes was even on Wii U. Um, it didn't have NBA Live or NBA 2K14 or Madden. Uh, but, you know, there were just still some other games. And plus, like, Nintendo had their own games to play uh, on that system that people were able to buy and play. Um, 
Neck really didn't hit it out the park for a lot of people. There were still some clumsy moves. Uh, Call of Duty Ghost was like kind of a bust everywhere. I mean, it sold, but not many people were feeling it. Uh, even with Battlefield 4, there was just so many problems with that game online and people really kind of found it, found it boring. So, uh, luckily Killzone was a solid game out the gate. Um, a lot of people did like Assassin's Creed for Black Flag and uh, I know Ubisoft said that it didn't really sell well on Wii U. It was because the Assassin's Creed games really sold better on the other consoles. You know, um, there's no way people who are playing, uh, Black Flag, uh, will be able to catch up and, you know, from the past series if they're playing it on a Nintendo console. You know, we, we got Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, um, while everybody else got a whole bunch of other games for it, um, in the series. So it, it's kind of weird, to, you know, they didn't really try to port one or two to, um, Wii U, which I think would have been a nice combo if they would have, they would have did that. Um, but for PlayStation 4 and with the launch games, it really didn't knock it out the park for a lot of people. Um, and I know a lot of people complain about Switch's, uh, release when it comes to, uh, their launch lineup but uh switch had a really decent lineup of five like physical games coming out and you also had some digital games so and a lot of people of course breath of the wild was pretty long and that has that still has a strong support attachment to it uh People were really forgiving of Konami and brought Super Bomberman R, regardless if they liked it or not. Um, you know, people were picking up one, two switches and stuff. And don't forget the, even the Wii U had a big, uh, launch lineup of 20 some games, but not many people were buying a lot of games for it, uh, at launch because most of it, just like the PS4, was at ports. And, I can understand that, you know, you, you want to have the best games ready for your system. Um, it, it was just kind of surprising that instead of bringing out some really new titles that the system would start out with a lot of port, ports. Uh, I keep going back to kills on the neck because definitely for Sony, those was the really only kind of first two party games for physical retail release. I should say <clears throat> that, uh, that was that only came out from Sony and not much else uh came out for them. Yes, um, uh, you know, we had one to switch and we had uh Zelda Breath of the Wild for for the uh Switch system. Um but even Nintendo has some games coming out for uh Wii U when it came out and Microsoft even had some when it came out. But for mostly for um for Sony, I, I thought it would be more games from Sony for for physical release that they would come up with. But most of those didn't come down the line. Because the next game that really didn't come out from Sony was Infamous uh, First Light. And that that came out almost the following year of that system. So, when I come back, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to actually talk about the controller of PlayStation 4. And why... Um, there's why this um, why that controller really matter with the system, and with that everybody, I will be right back.
so um, this next section is called Control. Um, the thing with the PlayStation 4 um, is that even they did this with the PlayStation 3, even the PlayStation 2. I know the PlayStation controller is a comfortable controller for a lot of people. And, um, you know, Sony just continues to evolve the controller, not so much as innovate it. And they kind of need a new design for this controller. And with the PlayStation 4, little change went to this PS, uh, the controller. Um, I have a problem with it because the option button, of course, is the start button for the system. But every time something I, I, I want to go press it, I end up hitting the touchpad part. Um, and it's, it, it kind of gets annoying at times for some games. And I thought there would be more use of the touchpad, like you would be able to do certain things in games, and you really don't. So it it, it kind of like tells me that what was Sony thinking of using this touchpad for? I don't even really see it in a lot of first party games from Sony, um, and it's kind of weird that you know they were they would put this into their controller and you know market it as whatever they want to market it as. And you just realize that, well, what's the point of having this middle section if I'm barely using it? Uh, the select button is so far away from the start button. And it's just like, what was the point of even doing it? Like, why give that middle section a whole bunch of space and then make the option button for it, uh, you know, very small that you could barely, like, I literally sometimes have to look down to the option button to press it because of that, of that, like I said, of that, um, that middle section. Um, at the time when the PlayStation 4 came out, for a lot of people, there were a lot of complaints of the analog sticks, mostly the rubber part that was on it. Like, it feels comfortable in a way, but a lot of people were having trouble with it because it was coming off. Like, the rubber part, and the rubber part was also being used, uh, so, you know, it was going down, like, it didn't really have, I'm not saying that it didn't have a purpose, but like it really didn't stay on the controller long enough. And that became a very big problem. Um, for me, uh, the top button started falling off. Uh, this happened actually on my PlayStation 3 that uh, just just by playing it, one day the button just popped off. And I'm like, what the world happened? And it happened with me again with the PlayStation 4, where literally I had to get a whole new controller. Uh, but that one was definitely for another cause, and I'll tell you that a little bit after this. Um, like I said, the lack of use with the touchpad, um, the, lo uh, the long cord, or, you know, this system should have had a long cord. Uh, or a longer cord, I should say. Um, because the cord that they give you to play with it makes you feel like you need to really be up close to the TV and to your system if you want to play it while charging. Um, for some people, they'll probably do Netflix or Hulu or YouTube or a movie and let it charge. Or, you know, they'll probably uh, go out and do something and let the system charge. But people who still want to play it, like have a marathon for it, it's... It, 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 because it takes a while to uh, charge up, 
you know, you have to find a longer cord, like buy one, or you have to deal with the short cord that's on the PlayStation 4. Like, I would kind of love it for it to be a little bit longer. I know there are some cords that are long that uh, do fast charging, which is probably the best way to actually, um, like, really game if you're going to be playing on the PlayStation 4. Like, just having that uh, little cord, that longer cord. And I'm not saying that the controller of the PlayStation 4 is very terrible. There was just a lot of complaints for it that people were even posting on YouTube and on, like, their Facebook pages and Twitter. Just, um, you know, pictures just like, this is the problem that I'm having with this controller and stuff. Uh, for me, uh, my PlayStation 4 controller that came with the system, like I mentioned earlier, the button broke. But then it stopped charging at a point in time. And I'm just like, what the world is going on? And I, there was some kind of thing I had to actually do with my system to get it work. But by then, I had went out and brought a whole new controller just to be like, I, okay, I guess I can't use my lunch controller because it wasn't charging. It wasn't doing what it needed to do. But... um I, I seen a video on how to reset everything and by resetting the system it somehow resetting my controller. So, uh, with that being reset, um, it started charging up again. And I'm like, oh, why did it even do this in the first place? Like I, and I literally was just, I was, uh, playing mafia three and my controller stopped just completely went dead wasn't charging and what happened was it would show the orange part it would go bright and then it would die out and stay dead for a long time and i was just like wait i have never had a controller die out on me um since actually the playstation 3 my playstation 3 uh controller just literally died out on me um the I don't know what the world happened with that controller, and I kept I kept it in a good place, and it just went kaput on me. Um, I had to actually go out and buy a blue controller for my PlayStation Three to even you know use my system. And I'm just like, what the heck? And so when that happened to my controller, I thought to myself, is this going to be almost like the PS3 situation personally for me? And at a point in time, it did get that way. Uh, so. I think their controller definitely could be better. I think when the PlayStation 5 comes out, they need to involve this controller. Now, you could say a little bit of the same thing with uh, Xbox, but I the Xbox 360 controller, I found uncomfortable. The Xbox One controller, I did find comfortable. It's very sturdy. It feels good in my hand. I could, I could game for a while with that. Um, it got a nice weight to it, and I did buy uh, another controller, the Xbox One uh, S white controller I, I believe if you want to call it that uh call it that um and i have my old xbox one uh and i play kind of game on there um it feels better than my playstation 4 controller um the one controller i got i actually got it's like arctic white arctic white for my playstation 4 controller um i like that actually better than the regular ps4 controller that there might be something with the uh skin of a material it feels different than the launch controller like it, it feels a little bit like smoother for some reason so uh, i do want to get another controller i was looking at the red one for 
uh, PlayStation 4. But uh, if they come out with some other designs, some real cool ones, because I kind of want a yellow one to go uh, with my PlayStation 4. Uh, first party. I only do first party controllers. Um, I kind of want a yellow one to go with mine uh, for this system. Uh, and I I just think that they really could have did better with the controller for uh, for PlayStation 4. Not saying that, like I said, not saying that it's bad or anything, but uh, it really could have just did something. Like, I feel like the, this is the thing with Sony. And definitely with the system looking as ugly as it is, I, that PlayStation Pro it looks like a Kit Kat bar. And uh, I, I don't like the slant design. I don't like that you could barely tell where the CD is popping out. Um, I, I don't know who did the architect for the system, but whoever did should have went back to the drawing board um, for it. Not saying that I don't like the PS4. I just don't like the design of the system. Uh, the slim look like a hibachi grill that you could just throw some meat on and cook. Uh, the like I said, Pro looks like a Kit Kat bar, and the PlayStation Four look like two bricks uh, with some Legos thrown on it. Uh, like, uh, it just looks terrible. Um, I, Sony needs to go back to the drawing board and really make a new controller. I think them, and I hopefully Microsoft does it too. I think they need to evolve their controller game. Nintendo always does it with their systems, regardless if you think it's gimmicky or not. They really need to just redo their controllers because I. There's something about the Sony, the PlayStation 4 controller that I understand, you know, why they designed it the way that they, they designed it. But it, it they need to evolve and move on and really show that they can design outside the box. You know, really come up with some uh, innovative and, comf- and comfortable controller. Just, like, really do something. And I don't think they can. They they just haven't did it yet. And so hopefully with PlayStation 5, they do uh, go with a new controller scheme. Sorry about that. And also go with a, a different design in the box. I, I I want consoles to actually do something different than just doing black now. Uh, yes, the Xbox One S was white. Um, unfortunately, uh, OX is being black, being black again. Like, color editions of consoles shouldn't be special or limited editions you know they should actually be kind of launched i like kind of and i give it to nintendo for the wii u of doing a white and uh doing a black one the white one is an 8 gig but the black one is a 32 gig with a little little bit more and you know having those at two different prices and stuff uh but they offer external hard drive which i wish playstation for what it did at the time of launch but it took them three and a half years to do it like they're very late in the game to do this and a lot of people still waiting for them to be able to change their name for the system and i don't think that's going to even happen i think once you make what you make for your online persona and your name you're stuck with it all your information is stuck with it and that's it um hopefully they end up changing that for playstation 5 or sometime down the line with playstation 4 so when i come back we're going to be talking about uh leading a lot with less and with that everybody i will be right back
So leading a lot with less. Uh, being a third-party platform, first-party uh, worries, port-pushing platform, depending on state and players, strong library along with the one unless you're on both. Now, uh, I just did that quick little rundown, so I could talk a little bit more about this. Um, so with PlayStation 4, I, I think it's, and this is a little bit also with Xbox One, you know, People buy those systems for a third party. That's completely fine um, because it, to me, it shows me that for a lot of people, their first party is not that strong compared to Nintendo. I know we all had this debate for a long time. We all had this discussion. Um, but let's admit there are some games that you know have only been exclusive to sony the persona series have definitely like the mainline series of persona have always been uh exclusive to sony from playstation 1 when shin megami tensei persona 1 first came out it was only on playstation 1 it never came out to any other system uh uh dragon quest Started out with Nintendo, went to Sony for a bit, and then came back to Nintendo. And now it's kind of all on both systems and in a certain manner. And Nintendo actually got that exclusive for a lot of the uh, Dragon Quest games to be on the Nintendo platform. Uh, but, like, Dragon Quest Builders is definitely a game that is only on PlayStation 4. So, um... The sad thing about it is that, for me, because you have a uh, PlayStation has a lot of third-party support, they still don't have a lot of must-have games that people are going to pick up. You know, un- unless you you you're satisfied with a small little couple of games. The variety is there, but gamers are not picking it up. And it kind of, it kind of makes me wonder, just like, well, if you have this leading platform, why do people have less games? Why are they buying less third-party games? Uh, is it because a lot of those titles don't interest you? Or it's not your kind of genre of gaming that you play? Like, there's a there's a big diversity on PlayStation 4 even even on Xbox One that people should be able to dive in but i think people are so stuck on well-known companies and well-known games like the NBA license like people are just going to buy 2K cuz they feel like that's the only basketball game that's better anybody who definitely want to play baseball well you have no choice now you have to have a PlayStation system because MLB the show is the only baseball game that's available for consoles that's the only baseball game that you can actually play if you feel like you want to play it uh you know you really don't have a choice with FIFA I mean you have a choice with FIFA uh, to play it on Xbox on PlayStation 4, but most people are playing a lot of sports games on Xbox. Um, there's still people who are playing uh, a lot of some sports games on PlayStation 4, but still people are just like, uh, with the community and still with their friends, they 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 felt that it was fine at the beginning to play on PlayStation 4, but I think once they got an Xbox One, some just moved back over to Xbox. So, uh, then there are games that like Watch Dogs and Titanfall 2 and Dishonored 2 and even Prey, like 
these games, you know, coming from Bethesda and from Ubisoft, like these are big title games. Why didn't nobody pick them up? You know, they're on the leading platform. Like Fallout 4, you know, did wonders definitely on PlayStation 4. But a lot of people still bought more of it on uh, PC and a little bit on Xbox. Um, you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider, it, when it finally came out to PlayStation 4, why didn't many people pick it up? So it, it's kind of, it, it gets me a little bit worried that, you know, even with all the exclusive stuff that's on the system, why haven't a lot of people picked it up? You know, they're leading with a lot of titles, but people are just buying less. And if you're buying PlayStation 4 for a lot of third-party and they're exclusive, that's where a lot of of sales should be at. And it's really not. Now, surprisingly, Crash Bandicoot now that it just came out is doing very well on Amazon in Australia and doing very well in the UK. As for America, we don't have any numbers yet. And at this time, you only could play it on PlayStation 4. But... It's it's gonna amaze me that Crash is good overseas and not here in America if that happens. So we shall definitely see when uh the NPD sales come out. You know, um we're gonna we're I, I'm hopefully hopefully it you know made a big push here in America, but we actually sell uh, shall see. Um, the first party lineup for PlayStation Four is very troublesome. It it really is. Yes, you have the Last of Us remaster and people looking for the Last of Us uh two. Um, but Until Dawn did fantastic. That's a good game. Um it's free on PlayStation Plus for anyone who has it now. Uh they could download that full game. You know, it really had a lot to prove because a lot of people didn't know what the game was gonna be about when they seen it at the trailer and then it just came out, it just dropped and people actually enjoyed it. You know, picked it up and it did well. Um, pretty much the only games that I could actually think about that got talked about with the system is Uncharted 4, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Bloodborne. Um, they kind of left, uh, The Last Guardian out to die. And, like, they just, they fixed it, put it out, and forgot all about it. They didn't really do that much marketing. In fact, they pretty much did just a picture of the cover box and maybe, uh, maybe one of, uh, maybe one Trico. And that was it. Like, they didn't really push it. And, And even though that thing was in development for a long time, Sony didn't pretty push that game that it should have had it put, you know, being pushed. They put, they delay Uncharted Four and still push Uncharted Four to marketed that game. Horizon is, you know, got a big promotion, still got marketed every time they made an appearance, and you know, even with the like PS Pro, they did a good section with it, uh, and that was surprising, you know, that was surprising that they would do it. But it was just like, why did these games get marketed so well? And because From Software was making an exclusive game for Sony, and people were in love with the Dark Souls series, you know, Bloodborne was like going to be a bona fide hit with that system and with a lot of players. Um, it, and it's just like Monster Hunter for 3DS for a lot of people. Um, it became a super hit. Monster Hunter 4 became a hit when the new 3DS uh, XL came out. Uh, definitely with Majora Mask. Like people were shocked on how good that system was. Um, there at a point of time, 
uh, before like a lot of original gangsters come out, a lot of companies was pushing a lot of ports for that system. Uh, when I was going through a lot of the uh, games from the launch uh, release, uh, the, those from was from a lot of ports, and most of those games could be played on the old system on PS3 or any other place, and not pretty much as Wii U. Uh, but you know, you had a choice of between Xbox One and 360 to play those games and stuff. So it it kind of was just like, okay, when are we going to get some fresh new IPs or sequels from these developers? And we kind of didn't get them almost to two years after the system came out. I mean, they they came in, but they were coming in slowly. Um, and it kind of now depends on the state and the players, like what state you live live in. I kind of wonder how is the PlayStation games selling in different states i want to see like for a lot of players how many games do they actually own for playstation that's brand new uh that 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 is brand new don't want to say use that is brand new because like for me i i have a mix of both uh but i do buy a lot of new games whether it uh whether it's a price drop or it's a sale or it actually come came out like my newest game that I'm waiting to buy when uh after this episode comes out is Final Fantasy twelve uh Zodiac Age. Now, even though that is a uh a remaster of a game that came on PlayStation two, I'm going to be spending sixty dollars to buy that game. You know, when uh the next Uncharted game comes out, um uh, the DLC uh not DLC, the um uh, well, uh, the standalone DLC, I should say, when that one comes out, I'm buying that. Uh, and then there are some games like Near Automata that I bought, Persona 5. I spent $100 and got the limited collection version. Um, like, Ma- well, Mass Effect, I play on Xbox One, not so much as PS4. Uh, I mean, there are games on PS4 that, that have came out that are still like $60 that I actually buy. Like I'm still buying new games for my PS4. Now, any, some of the old titles that, you know, that probably didn't come to my job or I couldn't find the places. So if they end up at GameStop, then yeah, I'll get it used. Or if they got a good sale on it digitally, I'll get it digitally. Like the Witcher three. I, that's a game that I own on Xbox one and I own on PlayStation four. Uh, difference is that I own the complete edition on, uh, on x on ps4 and i own the original edition that when it first came out on xbox one uh so but i own the physical copy for xbox one the digital on ps4 you know that's a game that i bought uh twice uh rise of the tomb raider i bought twice you know got a good deal on that on for black friday because i already owned the original i already paid the 60 dollars on xbox one for that version so i got a good deal on that uh but you know there was just there's still it's still like a port game i should say coming to it uh to that system um and deep like i said depending on state and players i kind of want to see what brand new games that people have brought to for it definitely with vr um being a thing i kind of want to see how many people who have vr are are people buying new uh 
are they buying new games or are they buying like used VR games? You know, that that would be be a good thing to see. And I think that's kind of what happens with Xbox One too. Um not so much not so much with Nintendo cuz a lot of people who do buy a lot of used Nintendo games, they're going to be still up in some money. So it's just you might as well just see if a store has that original first copy uh when it first came out and just get that one. Um uh, or if they got a digital sale, just get that. Um, and I'm not saying that uh, for digital sales are not part of this conversation because a lot of people have decided to go digital. Um, definitely now that, you know, you can do external hard drives on PlayStation 4, a lot of people have moved a lot of their games or maybe seen or maybe their purchasing power to digital. So maybe uh, that's why a lot of stores are, you see full PlayStation 4 sections with all their games on there. Maybe a lot of people are not not buying physical. Who knows? I mean, physical is still important, but maybe people have moved to a digital age. So, you know, they don't have to deal actually with used games and being, you know, able to play a game of theirs that they've been wanting to play up front, like at 12 o'clock. So, you know, we'll see how Destiny 2 does. Like, uh... That'll be one, even though that's coming to Xbox One, like I said. Um, that'll be one to see because of the exclusive content that they have on that system. Um, like I, I feel that uh, definitely for uh, that I feel. Oh, sorry about that, everybody. Trying to uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. I definitely I feel like you know PlayStation Four does have a strong library along with Xbox One. Um. And I feel like definitely for me, I have a, a great library with both systems. Uh, even with my Wii U, I'm still waiting to get my Switch. And I'm going to start growing that library with strong titles. And I feel like, you know, with PlayStation 4, being a leader in this market, it surprises me that uh, that just there's not a lot to it. And I thought there would be, but for some people, it's not. And it surprises me that I feel like when you're a leading system, uh, you should be, your game should be doing close to 700,000 plus on that one console compared to your competitors. If you are the leading, um, leading console, if you want to see it, see it as that way, because I feel like there, there should be more. And there's no way that a game that comes out for a system uh, that is the leading platform should only have maybe 30,000 plus more than its competitors or with PC, you know. And then to have a maker be like, well, we sold 1 million with 450,000 copies selling on uh, PlayStation 4. That's not surprising. That's, you know, you split it. They split their uh, their game between two systems. Like, I want to see what happens when you put a game on that one console. And I want to see the numbers. You know, Dragon Quest Builders should have did major numbers for those who did Minecraft or those who like Minecraft, and it didn't. Like, I want to see... Uh, well, yes, Uncharted did one million. Uh, 
Uh, Horizon did two plus million, so good for them on that. Uh, Bloodborne did a million plus. Like those, those are good examples of first party. But I want to see third party because I'm just like, if you if third party was is putting all the support on PlayStation Four, and even with their exclusive DLC and everything, why is the numbers not there? Why is it less on a leading platform? you know that's just my my opinion about that so when i come back i'm going to be asking the players jump in the wrong line so i'll be right back Our next topic, since you've been here, did players jump in the wrong line? Um, at the time, no. Uh, be, like I said earlier, because of the bad business practice that Microsoft had, that gave a lot of people incentive to buy the PlayStation 4 just to go with the system. Um, but now, um, it doesn't carry the interest since it's launched. Um, PlayStation 4 is still selling big. I will give them that. And people are upgrading their system to the Pro. And we'll actually see what happens with the holiday. Um, but, and, you know, some of the prices did come down, so more people would end up buying it. Uh, but right now, uh, I just feel like that it it doesn't carry the power that it should have carried, like, when it first came out. It was just like people got the system, was happy with it, and they do their gaming on their system. And that's pretty much it. Um, like it, it, they still uh, buy the games that they care for and put it away and move on to other things when they feel like they need to. Um, the sales will always tell a different story, but the convo of unfamiliar games won't. So what I mean by that is that when we talk about PlayStation 4, we're talking about, well, the system sold this much, so that they can't be this, and, but I'm just like, well, they did sell that. We, we just discussed that. Uh, but what about we us talking about unfamiliar games? Why we don't talk about our WRC? Why don't we talk about um, 
you know, stories, the path of destinies. I just brought that and I'm enjoying it. You know, why don't we have a bit discussion on we're indie and Japanese titles? Like, why do we not talk about this? Like, we're safe to talk about Call of Duty. We're safe to talk about Destiny, Bloodborne, Uncharted, Horizon. We're safe to talk about games that we know are good and that's going to sell. That's fine. But why don't we not talk about unfamiliar games? Why are we not picking up weird and new IPs that we can have discussions about? You know, we, for a lot of, and this happens with a lot of podcasters and even for me, we talk about the same titles and we don't step out of bounds to play different titles and have discussions about them. Um, like I picked up stories, uh, the path of uh, destinies, and uh, it's kind of, it replays itself. You know, the replay value is part of the game mechanic. You do five levels, and then you get an ending. Uh, and it has a choose your adventure kind of mix of action, stylish, uh, RPG mechanics. So you know, you do grow up in level, and but you know, you can roll around, uh, get enemy hit enemies, um, simple combat and everything. <clears throat> and it you know it really doesn't change and it's just the adventures that you decide to go on like your decisions that you choose will affect what part of the level you're also going to go to and what it's going to include and i think that's very awesome i really like that uh and i put on definitely on twitter i was just like this game needs to be on switch <laughs> and it really does uh but i it, it's a, the conversation that i kind of want to have with other people um uh, you know, I, uh, me and Josh Brent, uh, from Life of Gaming, we talked about Heavy Rain because I don't see a lot of people who had that discussion about that game. And even though people, it was a great game, you know, a lot of people didn't feel like it was good enough for them to own. But we was able to have a discussion about that game because it did uh, you know we talked about it because it did different things you know with him being a dad and having two boys and stuff you know I talked to him about that game about how you know losing a child in that game how did it feel for how did it feel as for him and you guys can leave here, uh check out that episode of optional opinion a really good episode that I, and a really good discussion that I have with them about that um you know, uh, I'm getting re- ready in a couple of weeks, hopefully, to talk about Ryan. Uh, I, I am waiting for the PlayStation 2 game to come. I'm not PlayStation 2. Sorry about that. I'm waiting for the Nintendo Switch uh, version to come out so I can really have that discussion. And uh, I do have a person in mind who I want to have the, the, the uh, discussion with and really just talk about how we feel about that game. And this is one another one of those kind of like parent kind of games uh and i i don't want to give out the ending because i really want to have that discussion with this person and i really want people really to play that game but you know that's like stuff like that hopefully rhyme did do good did do justice on xbox one pc and uh playstation 4 and i really do hope it does well on nintendo switch because i really want to see what people think about that game uh and you know that's a game for definitely for me that i'm going to double dip 
But, you know, I want to have that convo. I want to hear that more on podcasts that people are talking and just don't give it two to three minutes or anything. I really want people who are talking about PlayStation, maybe, you know, if you got a third person, to see if that guest picked up that game. Or hopefully that conversation that people have interests that guest in picking it up and playing it and coming back on the show and talking a little bit more about that. You know, I definitely, in addition, indie space i've definitely been picking up different games that i normally wouldn't try um like rainbow i got just got rainbow moon for uh golden week and i'm jumping i'll be jumping back into that um you know that turn-based strategy game like hopefully i would get you know be able to finish that and level it up and enjoy it and stuff um there's some weird shoot 'em up games that uh, the artwork looks kind of weird and wonky, but it's a really good game. And so, uh, I hopefully other people picked it up and we could have that discussion, you know, uh, like I want to have a lot of stuff with that. And ever since the PlayStation four has been there, you know, has been here. A lot of people who bought the system don't pick up those type of games and don't have that conversation. And I think we need to have that conversation. Um, for a lot of people, uh, proving a point to Microsoft worked, but didn't damage it enough. You know, Microsoft still came up with the Xbox One X. It still did. It still did numbers. It didn't do huge numbers, but over time, it's still growing. The S came out. That did major numbers for the Microsoft uh, Xbox One brand, and maybe soon we'll see how well OX do, and that will still do numbers for the system for them to talk about. Um. To me, I, I felt like, you know, doing it out of spite of another company is never a good thing because you're, you're guaranteed a system with a success that you don't know what the outcome is going to be when the games come. Yes, that could also be said about Nintendo and its, uh, and their systems and stuff. But I know that in the future with Nintendo, what first party games are going to be on there? Whatever third party decides to put out and if it's fun, uh, I'm willing to try it out. You know, Puyo Puyo Tetris didn't great numbers for Sega. It really surprised people that people got more of that on Switch than they did on any other platform. You know, we're still sticking with like copies at my job for uh, PlayStation 4, where the Nintendo Switch version, we had to get a lot of copies we sent to us because a lot of people was coming in and buying that game. So it's really good that, you know, that's happening for a Switch. But, you know, proving a point to Microsoft to be like, well, you know, we'll show you, Microsoft, that why we're not going to own your system and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that and not being a fanboy and fanning out and stuff but it it didn't really work that well for uh sony in a way of damaging microsoft in terms of you know having sales for that system like people still own the xbox people still are buying games for that system there's still some great exclusive titles for the system so it didn't really damage it you know like if a system is going to be very damaging to a company um a, they would have to stop making that system and move on to another generation. Like the support for the system will have to die out, like literally die out. That's how you actually do damage to your competitor. If you don't believe me, look at how Nintendo did to Sony 
That's just I'm just saying. Uh the console the console war wasn't a factor. I don't think it was Microsoft versus PlayStation. I, for some people they see it that way and some people might be screaming like, Well, that's the point of this whole discussion, this episode. Not really. Because the thing about it is is that PlayStation four released early than Xbox One. People were trying to prove a point to Microsoft, but there are people who bought both systems so the you know and it really is just not about well you'll get most of your gaming out of playstation 4 no you'll get your gaming out of what you love to game on and play with i game across three systems and handheld with my 3ds and i love every experience that i have sometimes i can roll my eyes and i can complain and review a game personally and give my opinion about it you know i did a, a, a show with decoria about destiny and i really gave my opinion about it and i still don't think destiny is a good game it did sell numbers. I agree with a lot of reviews that it's a 6.5. I think it should be lower than that because it feels very recycled. And I, I'm looking forward to Destiny 2. Why? Because I want to give a series sometimes a chance to redeem itself. If it, play, if it plays out the same moves that it did with uh, PlayStation, with, um, not PlayStation, uh, with the first game, then I feel like I don't, there's no reason for me to support this series. Maybe down the line when it gets used and it's cheap or there's a good digital sale, I'll support it. But, you know, I to me personally, I feel like if nothing changes it, changes it, I'll finish the game. But there won't be no uh, reason for me to return to it. So, you know, with Destiny 2 having exclusive content over Xbox One, that doesn't do nothing for me because that just means that I have to pay first uh, to get this content then waiting later to pay for content that might come later on down the line uh you know they're not gonna give it all to me for free uh you know to or put it all in one package like they kind of should at a cheaper discount uh but it's just it, uh, oh we got exclusive content only on playstation 4 the destiny 2 if it does sales it's gonna it's gonna sell between two platforms and then we'll see how it sell on pc later on like you know at, we're at a point where regardless of what console that you own and where pc is at um the war is die. the discussion of the war is dying out and it just really doesn't matter um uh, but I, you know, did players jump in the wrong line? Uh, like I said, at the time of the release, no, it ma- it made sense. It w- it's kind of like a cause and effect. Like that was their the reaction. Microsoft caused this to happen, and the effect of it is is that PlayStation was rewarded with more support and more people buying the system. So, uh, that that's how I look at it. Uh, I really don't know. Uh. I really, like I said, uh, like if I was going to jump to PlayStation Four, and I did jump to PlayStation Four after I jumped from after I bought my Xbox One, I was gonna I was gonna buy the games because definitely as me as a podcaster, I want to talk about certain games. I want to talk about certain things. I want to you know react to news and stuff, you know, and give con- give contact. But I also want to talk about things and games that we normally don't talk about like the uh like the um uh, uh 
the hell uh heavy rain discussion that I had, you know. And I when I talk about rhyme, I I really want to talk about that game and discuss it in a manner that's different. But I was also going to start want to talk about indie games and how they play a part in this gaming industry and how this particular indie game did something uh, for us as gamers and what things and stuff that we got about it and what maybe some of this gameplay might have fixed a lot of stuff that was in uh, that was actually in you know of a genre that we didn't expect it to be in so you know that's the stuff that I kind of want to talk about like I want to change the conversation if I can and you know, maybe with some players uh, who bought, who jumped the line and bought a PlayStation 4, maybe they started having that conversation. But, you know, their conversations might be for well-known games and nothing outside that box. And I kind of want to, hopefully, in the future, that it changes. I feel like if you're going to get a system and you're going to talk about it and have discussions with your friends, your family, or even at work with your employees and stuff, you have to change the conversation and the way of thinking. You have to pick some games up and be able, because it helps you, like I always say, it helps you with learning new skills and it helps you be able to sell and market a game personally for you to somebody. And, you know, just open up the wide spectrum of games that are really on a system. So when I come back, I'm going to be talking about our last part of this show, uh, looking overlooking the matter. And with that, everybody, I will be right back. So, for this last part, somewhere overlooking the matter. Uh, PS4 would have sold anyway. So, um, does PS4 get a pass? Like I said, yes, it did get a pass. Um, You know, it was going to sell anyway. It's PlayStation. You have PlayStation fans. You have people who want to game on a Sony platform and play some of their series that they're known to make. Uh, So, like... 
them beating Microsoft because of the bad decision, uh, it's a good thing. This just, you know, gave it more, that just gave it more of a guaranteed success, like I mentioned. Um, it got a pass because of business, like I said, a business decision. Um, it didn't matter because people bought both with Nintendo products, like me, you know, um, it's, it was still delivered on its promise of exquisite titles. Um, it didn't change gaming in any way. And for some players that want that, uh, uh, I mean, they want that, you know, they don't want it to be very gimmicky. It really changing. And because they see that the PlayStation 4 is still more of a traditional Sony system, uh, which has, you know, with different graphics and chips and, you know, being able to give the power to third party on what they could do with the system, with their games. Uh, you know, people are safe, you know, that's a safety net for them and they want that. Um, it shows that Sony could keep playing it safe with a new console and they'll get a pass. And for people, that's okay. Um, if they feel like they don't want, uh, companies to be innovative or, you know, try new things, uh, because they got Nintendo for that. That's fine. That really is fine. You know, I love the fact that Nintendo is still in this game and they'll continue to be in the video game industry. And I, I like the fact that a lot of people recognize that, you know, Nintendo is needed to give that diversity and, you know, change, change up the landscape. Uh, you know, and people would say, well, Nintendo always gets a pass because them being Nintendo in their first party and people are fanboys of Nintendo. You know, it's different because Nintendo works hard and it's not in the business of being competitive with the other companies. They know what the other companies are doing. And that's fine for them because they were just like, you know what, that market works for them. We work a different market and we'll we we work this different market. We work in that business structure and it's been rewarding for us. And it's not a guaranteed success, but we're willing to take a risk for it to be uh what it is. And when they did when Nintendo did that, they started from the bottom and now they're here, if you want to think about it that way. But they started from the bottom and they work hard to get it to where it's at. You know, they have to invest and they have to let something that you really wouldn't think should work grow. Because in time, it does work. And, you know, look at the Nintendo Direct. Even though this is very different from what Sony and Microsoft does. You know, people who saw the Nintendo Direct and was watching the Nintendo show on the Wii was just like, okay... I see what they're doing. Okay, now I like these directs. Okay, now I expect with Nintendo announce a direct, I'm tuning in. And video game fans and, you know, journalists and podcasters, everybody, they watched the Nintendo direct. If people didn't care about what Nintendo was doing, they wouldn't watch none of the directs. You know, if if Nintendo was so far behind still, people still wouldn't have the discussion and care about them. But they still do. And that's good. You know, with PlayStation 4, a lot of people felt like, you know, you did better than Microsoft. I'm buying you. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. And it's, And that's okay for some people. That's fine. Sony played it safe. And that works for them. Um, but for them get for them to get a pass on PlayStation Four, I feel like with PlayStation Five, they have got to work. I think with Xbox One X coming out, you know, and it being a, the most powerful console that's out right now, Sony has a lot to answer for. 
you know, they won't get this chance again. They won't be able to get a pass with PlayStation 5. They're going to have to show why is it the reason that I'm buying your system and the games that you're going to have it. Because if you're equally Xbox One X, then I might as well just buy an X. If you're not bringing nothing new to the table, because I was caught up in your in the business stuff and all the stuff that happened, the drama and everything where Microsoft now that that's evaporated, that that doesn't play a, a big part. You now have to show me why I should be buying your system. And, you know, and I congratulate Sony about that. You know, you guys became the leading platform and you are delivering great content. I would never deny Sony that they're not delivering great content. You know, I, I've gone on mark on record saying as much as I don't like Uncharted and have, I have problems with Uncharted 4, I did say it is a system seller. It is a game to have in your library. I played it all ever since I got the game. I have played it. I have my problems with it, but it is a beautiful game. It is fun. You know, they did, they did a great wrap up for this game. There was just some of the, design choices that i had a problem with and i don't think it's as good as a series that it could be because of tomb raider being a better series but it is a great series i don't think it's it deserves like game of the year and an all-time classic and stuff i i think it just it did what it needed to do for playstation and that's great and that's how i feel about it uh i feel like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is a great system seller also but I also think The Last Guardian is a great system seller regardless of how you feel about the controls or what people think about it I'm just like there's something about this game that I feel it has a Nintendo-esque quality to it and it does something very good when it tells a minimal story but you're focused more on the relationship and for people who have pets will understand this game on why the relationship is important. So that, you know, I can't get that kind of relationship thing on Xbox and I can't get it yet on Nintendo. Uh, I mean, if I really want to, uh, witness that same type of level of relationship, then of course it's going to be Ori and the blind forest. Uh, you know, that kind of relationship at the beginning to what happens at the end, you kind of understand, but it doesn't have that continuation of a relationship. A lot of people might say brother to arms might, you know, does kind of the same thing, but there was something about the last guardian that, that, that kind of relationship that you get in that game. I don't think it can be replicated just yet. And I feel like owning a PlayStation 4, glad that they did bring it to a PlayStation 4 with what they needed to showcase and what they needed to do. It really speaks out a lot. You know, and that's the game that will prove, I feel like will prove why you need to own a PlayStation 4. You know, Uncharted just is an Uncharted game. You know, Bloodborne came out from the Souls game. Uh, you know, Horizon, you know, it looks great, uh, looks fantastic, but it's just more of a venture game of a Tomb Raider in the prehistoric days. That's pretty much what it is, in my opinion. Uh, but The Last Guardian kind of stands above that. That makes it uh, worth owning as a system. 
So when I come back, everybody, I got some plugs that I'm going to do. Not too many. Uh, and then I'm going to be actually uh, ending it for you guys. So you guys can enjoy a great weekend. And with that, everybody, I will be right back. And you guys, um, you can check out more Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Also, um, um, you can find it at the Anomalous Radio Network.podbean.com still. Um, you also can check out uh, my former podcast, The Luda Gates, on the Anomalous Radio Network.podbean.com. And finally, like us on Facebook. Uh, you can check out the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, like their Facebook page, and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. And subscribe to them on YouTube also. Simon Cake Podcast at SimonCake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast, which is also on iTunes. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Simon's Cake and subscribe to them on YouTube also. The MVC Video Game Book Club. Come and join us on Facebook and join in, in the discussion. Check out our past discussions on YouTube at B-O-J-O-X-Z. Uh, Secret Friends Unite, you go check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to their YouTube page, Secret Friends Unite. Check out Phoenix Overdrive content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or subscribe to them via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Join the, Facebook dis- join the discussion via Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash PO Nation and tweet at them at phx underscore overdrive or tweet at their podcast, official podcast at nerd underscore overdrive. For their extra life efforts, check them out at facebook.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or check out the extra life team at uh, page at extra-life.org slash team slash Phoenix Overdrive 17. And as always, rise above. Also check out them on Twitch TV uh, at twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. I know their extra life uh, event is coming up in November. I believe it's November 4th and November 5th. So I will give you guys more content for that later on. Um, Life of Gaming, you can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can check out their podcast there and on SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming Podcast, uh, Life of Gaming Pod, and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. 
Um, you can email the show at uh, myout2comment at yahoo.com. Follow me on Twitter at thatbretcherco. Uh, you can read the optional opinion blogs on IGN.com under anime. And you can find my other series, The Moment, at skirmishfrogs.com. Also, check, uh, check, uh, come and subscribe to me on Twitter at the Lyrical One and watch my Let's Learn series. I'm getting ready to do that. Um, last but not least, like I said, I am part of NGR Radio. Um, optional opinion is going to be separate from NGR Radio, but Corey is going to post episodes up there so you guys will be able to follow. I'm also going to be po- uh, posting the SoundCloud link uh on ngr radio that you guys can also check out um but i also have some new shows with Corey on there and we all have new shows um started with ngr radio uh you guys can find that uh also uh we have arsenal x which is our xbox po- xbox podcast um nurse gone platinum uh is now being led by moose campbell and his team uh they will be they're doing the, our their PlayStation podcast. Um, John's Brew Review, which talks about beer, is another podcast on NGR Radio. And World One One podcast is on Shout Engine, but it's also definitely now part of NGR Radio. So me and Larry, uh, you guys can check us out on NGR Radio right there and uh, World One One podcast at shoutengine.com. Also, you can email World One One podcast if you like our episodes at World One One podcast at G gmail.com and follow us on twitter at world one underscore one podcast um there was a splatoon direct so we did do that um i decided not to do the splatoon direct for optional opinion uh because we did the one for world one one so you guys can check that out at world one one podcast at uh shop engine so check that out on also check it on ngr and we are also have our episodes up on ngr radio on youtube.com um i did write a blog for ngr radio uh when hurt affects the culture so do give that guys a good read that one was really good uh and we got more stuff coming. We're doing a Let's Play and Pod later on. So do check that out on also on NGRRadio.com. Yeah, we got a lot of good content coming up. And uh, I'm so glad to be working with everybody. I'm glad to be keeping in contact with everybody and, you know, just encouraging them and being very positive. Uh, so happy for the stuff that's coming out that we got planned for uh, NGR Radio. Uh, just a lot of great stuff. Um coming out um i will be doing uh for uh those who was reading world one one reviews um uh, there will be on ngr radio so ask one review for me so uh i think what i'll do uh i, I kind of still i think i'll still want to merge the two but i i'm still i'm just going to be sticking to a yoshi coin uh uh, method for my reviews um i was doing dollar uh amounts for uh world one one but now that we're part of ngr radio i don't really have to really go that route um larry might still do it uh so if you guys who are interested in the game uh and really want to see what the uh, dollar value you would have paid for a game or what it's worth um you still could uh get that from larry he's still gonna go that route when he gets back to writing but for me i'm still gonna just go back to my old yoshi coin review uh system to check it out so um, if I do feel like if I do do a blog about a game and it's not a review, uh, but it gives my impression, I will add that dollar amount of what I would have paid and how much I got out of it. So I will do that. 
But with that, everybody, thank you for tuning in to Optional Opinion, guys. Thank you for your support. Check out my uh, uh, week blog that I did last week. Um, just very good, uh, you know, uh, does Japan, you know, really matter in America? Um, uh, you know, so guys do give that a read. Um, there will be a feature for July, uh, coming soon and there won't be one for August cause I will be getting ready for the beauty of video games coming in September. So I'll be getting my guests. I'll be getting the blogs ready, ready to have those discussions and everything, but everybody have a safe week, have a safe weekend, enjoy the weather wherever you at uh, if it's good if it's bad stay warm you know stay comfy if you if you don't have to leave the house uh then don't leave eat some ice cream stay cool to my people in california and arizona you guys who i see the degrees in your weather even texas you guys try to stay cool do your best that you can all right so everybody have a great uh great time and oh also want to dedicate this episode <laughs> or this portion i should say uh want to shout out to anthony Cantu. he did get engaged to his girlfriend so shout out to you anthony uh, anthony uh to you and your future wife uh congratulations you guys on your engagement so happy for you um i will have anthony any all for we're we still got to talk about the team titan uh discussion and then we still got some video games discussions to have and i'm trying to get ready for the gears of war for discussion hopefully i'll be able to get anthony and kyle deuce back and we'll be actually talking to be talking about that game kind of reflecting on it for right now and with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and as usual i am out yes uh you might have heard oh uh, I forgot everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys what music that I wrote. So before I get into um, the music that, uh, uh, and I do want to apologize to everybody for the audio. Um, I'm, I'm getting a new system to fix the audio and stuff. Um, there were just problems that I've been having today uh, on for this episode. Um, so the first, uh, my actually real, my intro is New Job Ass Prayer. Uh, my second one is Tumba One, Music, uh, Evil Pig Boss, uh, Beyond the Beyond, Boss Battle, Okage, Shadow King, Boss Battle Music, Draken, The Ancient Gates, OST 2, Sundana March, Siren, New Translation, OST, Lament, Infamous, Festival of Blood, Anything. And I'm ending today's show with Scotch. Uh, metallic to impress the emperor, and you can find that one on Soul Creative One. Uh, uh, so do check out if you guys enjoy that music. Uh, that was the list of uh music that I used for this episode. <laughs> now, everybody, I am out. Peace.
for what have you tried lately? 